ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy. I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. I ain't really got a lot of thoughts, I just pack them in a box. So I popped up on this pod, now I'm outside of the box. When I pop up on the clock, last thing I think is talk. See, I'm winning it now, loving it three and a thou. They peeping my style, keeping it now, steadily growing my Dow Jones. Oh no, these kids be thinking they prowl. Oh no, no, immediately throwing the towel. See, when it's different, it's different. Go position by position. Ain't no issue commission. As a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing. Cause I'll be willing and dealing. Find me the trade. Cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy. And I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply. I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy. And I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply. I'm a junkie, ayy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 94 of the Dynasty Junkies podcast, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts podcast network. I am here tonight. I'm your host, Rocky Petrella at Dynasty FF Addict, here tonight with Scott Sidlow at Scott underscore Sidlow. Scott, how you doing before we get into the guest? How you doing tonight? What's up? No need for me to talk. We have four amazing people. Let's uh, let's get to them. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We are. We did a uh, pre NFL draft superflex rookie mock with the the three of us on top of the stream here, uh, me, Scott, and, and Mike Bauer, and uh, we brought three more great guests on to do a six man mock post draft. Uh, we're gonna see the the differences and and and, and see where we have these guys. I know there's tons of uh mock drafts out there right now but if there's ever ever a year where you want to hear as many different mock drafts as possible i think it might be this one so and we got some really smart people plus me doing it so uh, i'll just introduce them all real fast uh, i'll let you guys plug all your crap at the end i'm just gonna you know we have mike bauer at rewind ceo mike say hi hi mike <laughs> shane is the worst shane manella shane how you doing I'm all right. I'm just I'm just reading these Apple reviews and I got a mean one. Um, but I'm OK. How you doing tonight? Uh, good. I'm, I'm sorry you got a mean review there. Uh, got Jeff. That Bell was me. At... I apologize. <laughs> Jeff Bell at for for whom J Bell tolls. Jeff, say hi. Yo, thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> yes, thanks for coming on. And finally, uh, Matt Price at Matt Price FF. Matt, say hello to everybody. Hey, everybody. Okay, so we got the introductions out of the way. Uh, we're also going to try and get the news out of the way real quick. We felt we had to, to, to at least mention some of the stuff here because there was some big news. We you wanted to mention Eagle and... stuff. I get it. Okay. That's true. That All is right. part of it. Um, and, uh, you know, the big news was that A.J. Brown was traded to the Eagles. Uh, and just for uh, the 18th pick and a third rounder, we got two Eagles fans on the, on the podcast Three. with me. Well, besides oh, me, okay, got it. <laughs> so I was gonna I was gonna throw that this one to those two. Shane, what what are you th- are you are you down on AJ Brown like some people are coming to the Eagles? Um, no, I, I actually dropped an article for Fantasy Data on this, um, and it's pretty funny because in like the writers' room, like I immediately went in there and I was like, "This one's mine. No one gets this," <laughs> um, because my Avi picture in that profile picture in that chat happened to be Jalen Rager with the ball bouncing off his face mask um Classic. yeah yeah so no i i like it i like it for jalen hurts look the eagles wanted to throw the ball last year they tried it didn't work right they, they quickly moved away from it michael probably hates it because he hates jalen hurts but that's okay i, I, I think 
I think AJ Brown's the perfect type of receiver you need for Jalen Hurts. Giant catch radius, and he does a lot of damage um, after you just get him the ball. Um, so just throw it in his general vicinity, and then let him do what he does, which is run people over. Like he, I, he think he had like he was one of he had one of the I forget he was uh, one of the leaders in fifty yard receptions last year. I don't even know what the air yards on those were, but I'm gonna guess they were like three yards a pop because like every play I saw that he had a long play was just him running through dudes and scaring them for, for their lives. That's my whole thing. People want to rip Hurts. I mean, Hurts can throw it for, for seven yards, and then and then A.J. Brown can take it another 30, 40, 50, and we'll be good. But, uh, Mike, what are your thoughts as, as my other fellow Eagle fan? Shane, what were you just drinking out of there? What was uh, it? Some Sutter Home White Ziffendale. So We're just we're Classy, going right, right from the bottle. Well, here's the thing. Okay, so I'm a single man, right? So you have to be practical. I don't have a dishwasher. It's only me that does dishes. Like, there's no one to pass off that task to ever. So if I don't have to use a dish, I'm not going to use a dish. There's we somebody. have an we have an unnecessary dish rule in the house, and that if you use a dish that doesn't absolutely need to be washed, you have to wash it. So mm. I'm I'm with you on that, uh, ladies and gentlemen. That is an Eagles fan at heart, right there. Um, I love the AJ Brown trade. They stole him from Tennessee, a first and a third. For the record, I do not hate Jalen Hurts. Seems like a great guy, one of the hardest workers on the team. Um, he has that dog mentality that Nick Sirianni loves so much. He does have deficiencies in the passing game, which, hey, guess what? Newsflash, as a quarterback, that is the worst place to have deficiencies in your game. So this is the Jalen Hurts No Excuses Tour 2022. He's either going to win me over or he's going to be one of the best backups in the NFL. And that's it. I do not hate him. not want to see any ill will to him. I don't want to see him tear his ACL. I want to see him succeed. But I also want to see him get better. So, And I'm concerned that at the end of this the end of this past season, we still don't know what we have when you have a guy that started a full slate of games. Yeah, and the, the, I'm just going to add to the points both of you made. To, Shane mentioned about the, the early volume last year. They had 35 passes in five of the first seven games. I would argue that's probably more what Sirianni wants to do. So for the volume concerns, I mean, they might not throw it 35-plus times every game, but I think it's going to be a lot more than you saw in the second half last year. And that's why you bring in an A.J. Brown. And if Hertz is not the guy, it'll be somebody else next year. So the, all the people worried about Hertz, I think that's for Dynasty. That's a silly concern as well because they they have definitely the the means to get another quarterback. So, and he could still be a starter even if the Eagles would move on. He, he'll most likely be a starter in the NFL. Oh, I agree. And his value, if he's not with the Eagles, he could go somewhere that's better tailored to him. So it could actually increase. So. Yeah, I mean, if he just does what he did last year, he's an improvement on a bunch of other teams in the league. So, I agree. Um, so the other news is kind of tied together. The other two things, which was this, uh, <laughs> as, Scott, as Scott would say, Hallmark Brown, and he did change it on the sheet, was traded to the Cardinals for also for a first round pick uh, with a third, I believe. Uh, but but still not not a crazy amount more than the Eagles paper AJ Brown. Just saying, and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, then later, uh, later on this week, DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for the first six games for PEDs. So those two kind of go together. So uh, I'll go to the other two since we talked to the Eagles fans about the AJ Brown trade. Jeff, uh, what are your thoughts on either of these? Both of these? What do you what are you thinking with Hollywood and, and Hopkins? 
I love this move for Hollywood. You know, he's moving to a higher volume passing offense. He's got a great relationship with Kyler Murray. I think both of them kind of have something to prove in this. And so this is a great landing spot for Hollywood Brown. Great move for the Cardinals. Uh, AJ, um, DeAndre Hopkins, I'm very curious if he even comes close to recovering the value that he's lost in Dynasty because I I think it's uh, an uphill climb because if Rondell Moore breaks out at all and if it becomes a natural fit between Hollywood Brown and, and Kyler Murray, I think that you're really just kind of – he falls even further than maybe he's sitting right now. Yeah, I, I think Hopkins' value is – getting close to dust at this point he, he was buoyed by touchdowns a lot last year anyway he's going to miss the first six games he's going to be 30 but matt uh thoughts on hopkins thoughts on hollywood i mean hopkins if he's basically dead in dynasty right i mean if you are a contender can you get him for an early second right now maybe a second and a third i don't think it even would cost you a first necessarily at no, this I don't point think so. um so you know it could be a nice contributor down the stretch for a competing team you know you want to throw some throw him on there for the for the stretch run but for hollywood uh i think you you gotta love it i mean the the target volume We'll see. I think he is definitely going to eat in the the first six weeks or so while Hopkins is out. But, you know, he was 10th in the league in targets last season, 146, uh, I believe, uh, last year. And and believe it or not, the Ravens actually threw a little bit more than, than Arizona did last season. I, I don't think that's going to continue because in 2020, when Lamar was healthy the entire season, they were I think they were last in, in passing attempts. Per game, so uh, we'll see. I, I love the chemistry, though the the rapport that he probably already still has with uh, uh, with Kyler Murray from college. So uh, it's a it's a nice reunion, um, and uh, it doesn't it's not a it's not a um, a move that's going to hurt Rondale Moore's chances to to maybe do something this year. I keep holding out hope for for that guy, um, but yeah, love the move for Hollywood, and uh, you know I think Bateman is the other the benefactor of this. Obviously, you know right. if is he going to get all 146 targets? I, I don't know. Andrew is is clearly the one there. He had 153 last season, so it'll be interesting to see how much more volume Bateman gets and how that uh, you know how that lines up with what the Ravens want to do in 2022. Yeah, that's 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 a really good point. Um, so I like I said, I want to kind of get into the mock as quick as we can. So we did touch on everything. We're going to get into that first. Uh, I mentioned to the guys, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go through. We did this uh, two weeks, three weeks ago, I think it was three or four weeks ago, with me, Mike, and Scott, and uh, did two rounds like we're going to do tonight. I'm just going to read through these real quick uh, for for some laughs. Uh, the, uh, the one-on-one was Brees Hall, as, as you would expect. 102, Malik Willis. I don't even fault that one because everyone had Malik Willis 102, but there's, there's some doozies <laughs> later. Uh, 103, Garrett Wilson. 104, Kenneth Walker. Still not too bad. 105, Drake London. Six, Burks. Seven, Jameson. Eight, Pickett, which is through eight. That's not too bad. Uh, nine, Spiller. Uh, 10, Matt Corral. <laughs> I did say I was praying for draft capital. I think that was me. Uh, <laughs> 111, Chris Olave. Value there. Oh, yeah. That's right, baby. 112, Jahan Dotson. Again, still not too bad, but it's the second round where I think we get some bad ones here. So yeah, it gets crazy. Christian Watson, 202, Sky Moore. Still pretty good. 203, Rashad White. 204, David Bell, which is, I think, still where he should be, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. Um, 205, Desmond Ritter. 206. This actually wasn't as bad as I remember. Trey Dude, McBride. This is actually, really. Wow. Two oh seven. George Pickens. Damn. Whoever made that pick was a value. I think that was me. Um, okay. <laughs> you know it was you. 
And these last handful are, are the bad ones. 208, Carson Strong. That that didn't work out so well. Yeah. 209, John Mechie. That's actually not too bad either. He's probably going in that late second, yep. early third yeah, range. I made that pick. I want to throw that out there. Yeah. <laughs> 210, Sam Howell. That one's not so good. About <laughs> around early there, yep. Uh, 211, Justin Ross. Also oh, not so good. <laughs> oh, my heart breaks for that kid, though. Although I do, yeah. since he signed with the Chiefs, I still see him getting getting drafted. In <laughs> he he signed yep. as soon as that news came out. A guy that was on the clock at like two o five and drafted him immediately. And Yeesh. I was like, oh, wow. okay, buddy, enjoy that pick, and uh, <laughs> thanks for letting the next player fall to me. Good for him. He was like, I'm going to get my guy now that he actually has. He's you know on this his team. <laughs> This is the get your guy draft. So when yes. you can take an undrafted free agent in the second round, you got to do it. Real, real. And then 212, Mike took Jerome Ford, which is not so great right now as he's like fourth string in Cleveland. <laughs> For now. <Yeah>. For now. <laughs> For now. Ernest Johnson. Okay. So obviously we got six guys here. We're going to do a six man. Superflex 1.75 tight end premium rookie mock. As as we talked about before the show, I'm not sure those words superflex or tight end premium matter too much for, for this draft, but especially since we're only going two rounds. But uh we got Matt at the at the 101, Bauer at two, Jeff at three, Shane at four, myself at five, and Scott will take six, and then we'll just keep rotating through two rounds. So let's start off, Matt, with the 101. Yeah, it's, it's obviously an easy pick. I think he's in a tier by himself. Brees Hall is going to be the 101 in, in you know, 9 out of 10 drafts, 9.5 out of 10 drafts. I think it's fine to take your favorite wide receiver here, but you know, I think somebody in your league probably wants to move up from Hall. If you can find a reasonable trade partner and you don't want the running back, then I think you trade down. But if you keep it, I think it's the 101 regardless of the state of your roster. Yeah, I've only, I've only seen one draft where he didn't go 101. One of the TA leagues that I'm in uh, – some guy had the first four picks and took four receivers. So Brees Hall went at the 105. Oh, so that, I, that was interesting. Um, I thought he was doing that just to mess with ADP at the beginning of that it. story. And then it ended <laughs> in tragedy when Brees Hall was never picked. Okay. Interesting <laughs> approach, but okay. Yeah, I think it was uh, I think it was like London. And the, and the fourth receiver was Moore. He took Moore at 104 over. Brees oh, wow. Hall. Yeah. He's got Moore. Not do that. But anyway. Which, which, which league? Uh, I can't remember which one it was off the top of my head. Oh, TA1, on. I believe. Okay. All right. <laughs> hey, whoever that was, I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> okay, so I'm disappointed. <laughs> so now it's Bauer at the uh, two, uh, 102. So I do want to say that, Matt, I agree with your pick, Brees Hall at the 101. It's pretty consensus, although I did see on Twitter somebody say that if you take Brees Hall at the 101, there's a reason why you have the 101, and I don't know, hopefully – no one that was in here said that. Um, anyone? That's not necessarily true, though. I mean, there it are plenty of instances where right? you trade for a random first-round pick and it becomes the 101. That's happened to me like three exactly. or four times in the last decade. So that's also, my, even my, if you're rebuilding, point. you just take the best player. Then you trade. And you get for a bunch. He yeah. has one big game, and you trade him for two firsts instead of the one. Exactly. exactly, and that's the type of analysis that I hate. Just throwing that out there. Um, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to just stick to my board, and I'm going to take Garrett Wilson at the one-two. Um, I am a Zach Wilson stan, as the youth call it. Um, I do not hate him like other people do, and I do think that he's still going to get peppered with targets. The Jets are still not a good football team. Uh, sorry, Jets fans, both of you. Uh, they're going to have to throw to be competitive, especially with Buffalo in the division, Jeffrey. So can I call you Jeffrey? Is that okay? 
You can call me whatever you want to call me, Michael. Yeah, I'm good with any stuff. His Twitter handle says Jeff for who the whom the Jeff. No, it doesn't. Say no, Jay Bell. no, it you doesn't. Call him Jay Bell. Damn it, Shane. <laughs> there's a play. There's a play on words going on there. Um, yeah, so I'm up next with the 103, and I think this is probably about the easiest pick in the draft because I think that you're probably going to see Brees Hall go one, and then you're probably going to see either Garrett Wilson or Drake Lennon go two, and so I'm taking the other guy that's going to be available if I'm at the 103, which is Drake Lennon in this instance, so I'll go ahead and go there. Okay, well, we know... Uh, is Anybody else anti Drake London like me, or is it just me? <laughs> he's my. I one. was anti before landing spot. I think with volume, he's going to be fine. Like I, he was, he was four of the top four, number four of the top, maybe even five of the top five of uh, pre-draft. But you know, number one wide receiver draft capital. I don't know. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 he's not my one, but he's you know, yeah, he's not my one either. I mean, I moved, I moved him up, but he's still like my four. So uh, I, I've be, been down on Drake London throughout the process. Uh, can I say it, one thing about Drake London? Sure. Do you remember when we all knocked AJ Brown down because Marcus Mariota yeah. was his quarterback? The Marcus Mariota that's in Atlanta now is not the Marcus Mariota that was in Tennessee a few years ago. From what I saw when he played for the Raiders, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, wherever the hell the Raiders came from. Um, Process better, much more accurate than we saw in Tennessee. And Desmond Ritter is not going to be a slouch either, I don't think, if he's the guy. And if not, hey, man, Felipe Franks is there. So, you know, either way, I think Drake London. You got to get that in every show. Good work. Good work. Listen, I'm going to be the world's biggest Felipe Franks. I'm going to I'm gonna manifest this for you guys. I, I have like four shares of him. If that why do you hate the Falcons, man? I mean, why do you hate Kyle Fitch? Why do you hate Jake London? That's my question. <laughs> they were already no, trying him at tight end, I think, at the end of last year. So, you know, he's going to be a, an eagle before you know it. So, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Shane, we got to find a way to sneak Grant Calcaterra in here somewhere. Okay. So, I'm taking Giraffe Camp. Grant Calcaterra at one of the four. <laughs> um, Eagles love to run 12 personnel. Um, and if you're in a points per block league, dude, you're set up. You're golden. Um, man, I, I, I know this isn't what you should do, um, but I don't really care. I'm doing my rankings right now, my dynasty rankings. I'm taking Traylon Burks. Yep. The next gentleman behind me can kind of take Kenneth Walker, who is uh, – well, I'll let him – talk about him but uh Traylon Burks uh we hate him because his 40 time he was slow I'm air quoting that but our as uh one of our fellow DLF writers Matt uh pointed out uh Bruce Madsen at metric scout um he was actually top six in the class in speed score because he's six foot two and 220 goddamn pounds um if you'd like an AJ Brown clone that that's what it looks like um him um I know he wasn't adept at running all types of super, like every route in college. I am pretty sure that Tennessee, when they, they drafted him knows that. So I, I don't think they're going to, you know, give him more than he can handle. I think they know how they're going to play to his strengths and I think he's just going to absolutely crush. I mean, he's going to be a one for one AJ Brown replacement. Now, obviously there's only one AJ Brown. So we're probably looking at closer to wide receiver two than a wide receiver one. But in this class, I'll take that. I feel like the difference between him and Brown is Brown came in with a, as a pretty darn good route runner, I would say. And that's yeah. not something we say about Burks. That's but true. that said, he's still my one. He's still my wide receiver one in this class pretty, pretty easily. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll bring this up now then, because I, I was going to mention this after we maybe got through a couple more receivers. Matt mentioned his 
Who, who's everybody? I wanted to obviously Bowers get a wide receiver. One is Garrett Wilson. Where where do you guys stand, Sidlow? Uh, you know, I'll start with you uh, on who's London. your wide receiver one. Drake it's London. Man. What about you, Shane? Wilson. And Jeff? I've got Wilson, then London's my two. So okay. So we we got three. Did you say you said yours was Burks, Matt? Yeah. Yeah. So we got three different guys there. I, I am also Wilson, so it's the same tier. Like I don't have Walker same tier, anywhere. Yeah. Right. Any none, of none of them are head and shoulders so. above anybody else. Correct. I, yep. I think we all agree on yeah. that. So yeah. we're definitely de- drafting differently than um most of the of what I've seen because Kenneth Walker's been like just a slam dunk Walker in one or two. Yeah, which right. I, yes. which I, I I understand it. It's just I like these wide receivers better. So I'm just gonna go BPA regardless of positional scarcity. And I'm with you, Shane, because I'm up at the 105, and I'm still not going Walker. So, uh, I, I, I mean, we'll get to him in probably a minute here too. But uh, I'm going Jamison Williams. I, I love Jamison Williams. Uh, he's, I mentioned this. I think I picked him on our pre-draft mock wherever he fell. Uh, just electrifying player. Got the speed, but he's not just a speed guy. Had that amazing season his last year at Alabama. Uh, obviously, the injury is a bit of a concern. Uh, but if if you did earn the 105 or higher, and you're picking Jamison Williams, that might not be such a big deal anyway. You know, in Dynasty, it might help you. You know, if you're uh, still not still rebuilding and not getting those points. But yeah, I think he's. I just think he's going to be really, really good. And it's not going to be great year one. He's not going to start the season. He's got Jared Goff as his quarterback, who can't really take full advantage of his talents. Uh, but Jared Goff's not going to be there next year. So uh, I love getting him here at 105 and. Uh, Scott, that brings us to you with the 106. Yeah, so this is not quite the disgusted pit in my stomach feeling I felt in Trade Addicts 5 when I came on the clock at 106 and Drake London was still available and I about smash clicked fast as possible and 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 refrained and realized I'm trying to build a roster here and uh, actually went with Kenny Pickett at that spot as i will do here 106 not because i believe in kenny pickett or anything it's just more so i believe in my strategy more than i believe in my player evaluation so i'm gonna go ahead and take the quarterback that if he's kirk cousins i can live with it and i can trade him for probably any one of these receivers most likely in the future and so that is my strategy to rebuild in most cases super flex leagues i'm gonna rebuild through the quarterback position and that's where i'm gonna go and that brings me to another question I wanted to throw out to the group, which is where are you taking Kenny Pickett? Because I think that's kind of up in the air for some people. I've seen him go as high as one. I think I saw him only go one of three. Um, wow. Mm. And seen him go as late as I think like 109 or 110. So uh, we'll go uh, clockwise here. Mike, where are you taking Pickett? Like the, the 106 to 109 range feels about right for him. You know what I mean? I think especially in a super flex, super flex draft, people automatically assume super flex equals quarterback. It does not because there are times like, for example, there was a team that started Andy Dalton in the NFL last year, and um, he would might not have gotten as many points as, <laughs> as a running back or a wide receiver. So, you know, you have to you have to watch with that. You know what I mean? So um there are guys that I yeah, want. This is Pittsburgh, though, we're talking about. There's plenty of weapons around him. It's not like he's playing in some barren organization that doesn't know how to draft or build a roster. Right. I'm just saying that, you know, Superflex doesn't meet, need to be two quarterback. 
That's my point. And there's guys that I like their long-term outlook better than Kenny Pickett. And I like Kenny Pickett, but we see the way the teams are with quarterbacks anymore. I mean, contracts don't mean anything. Draft capital doesn't mean anything. So they chew them up and spit them out. But like I said, like, yeah, the one six, one nine range, somewhere in there. I'm comfortable with that. So, so Shane, Mike, Mike gave a poor, four pick range. Narrow it down a little for the people. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> is Sky Moore on the board still? Well, no. I, I'm asking where's where. where oh, are no, you no, no, and I'm telling you, is Sky uh, Moore still available? Yeah, Sky Moore's getting drafted yes. over him. Okay, is George Pickens? He's in between like Sky Moore, Christian Watson, and George Pickens for me. I don't think he's very good. Um, mostly End of the because, first time. Yeah, I don't. I mean, he didn't produce in college until he was 33 years old. Like, I'm not impressed by that. You were playing kids, like literal children, and you're a grown man. Like, I don't even know if legally he was allowed to play with them. Someone should look into that. Um, so I don't like him even a little bit. But that said, I will take him at the end of the first round and then, you know, hope that he flashes for a little bit and then immediately trade him like everyone should have done with Daniel Jones when he got any hype whatsoever. Exactly. Exactly. So, Toronto Dave in the chat said, I won't have any pick it. I can't do it. And I, so far that's been me. I, I've had some, I've had some. Doesn't feel good, but. And uh, I have no picky yet. I got about 14 works. drafts, no picket. But uh, Jeff, where uh, this, I'm interested to hear your answer on this. Cause we're in a group chat together where I, you, you were kind of ripping picket earlier today. So where, where are you taking picket? Uh, well, I think the best way to describe where I have Pickett ranked as as somebody's going to take him before I am, um, but I've got him more mid second, and I'm putting him at quarterback three. Like I, I don't think the the hit rate for late first round quarterbacks is horrendous, and you really look back, and the only guys that have really mattered in the late first are Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson, and so I'm still willing to take. Malik Willis and Desmond suck. Ritter, just because if one of those guys hit, like I know that I've got a, a quarterback one or a fringe quarterback one. Whereas Kenny Pickett, even if he hits, it's like you're hoping to get Kirk Cousins, and that's just not a pick that I'm going to make. Okay, so Matt, what about you? You going to be? I'm that a little feisty? bit. I guess I'm in the middle <laughs> of everybody. I'm in the like the 110, 111 range after all those like all those top receivers are gone, basically. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't necessarily like the player, but there's things about him to like. He, he's, he, he comes into the league having red complicated defenses. Uh, you can clearly see he makes progressions down the field. Um, he's, he's a little bit mobile, you know, the fake slide, all that kind of stuff, but he's going to have to be because Pittsburgh offensive line was terrible last year and they didn't do anything to fix it this year. So that's, um, that's the biggest, biggest concern for me. That said, we've made a lot of mistakes in, in dynasty Superflex leagues by, by fading first round quarterbacks, no matter where they are. And, you know, sometimes that's come back to bite us. I can remember when Justin Herbert, everybody hated him and he was going in the one nine, one ten range in some rookie drafts. And he's certainly not not saying he's he's Justin Herbert or anything, but I don't you think just it's out of the joke, Matt. I was just gonna say. So what I heard is Kenny Pickett is Justin Herbert. <laughs> yeah, that's not uh, that's don't not you it. Dare, Rocky. So I don't know. I'm fine with him as like after all of the the guys we really like are, are gone. I think that's when when I'm ready. After, it depends on where where Shane's talking about taking Sky more, I guess. But after that, more Watson. You know, dots in range, I think. Is Which I, I think I want to really clarify that then. So it's, again, as I said, my player evaluation, I'm not going to trust that 100%. What I'm going to trust is my knowledge and experience in this game, knowing that these first round quarterbacks, typically yep. their value insulation is far better than these other positions. We see a guy come out and have a couple of bad games and, oh, he's Jalen Rager, you know, and he's done. You can't do anything with him, right? 
Um, whereas you see a quarterback who basically sat the whole year, Trey Lance, and his value went up. So, see, I, um, I, you to know. that point, though, and I've talked about this with other people. I, I wonder about that with this class, though. Like, it, like everybody was so question. down on them to it's begin different. with. Like, yeah. are they going to be insulated? Well, it's mainly Pickett because he went in the first round. I, Is I he going to be insulated? I think it's different with Pickett because he's – I don't know. Maybe, I, I'm, I know I'm projecting here, but, like, he's from Pittsburgh, all that whole story. He's a Pittsburgh Steeler now after all, his whole life in Pittsburgh. I feel like they're going to give him two to three years at a minimum, whereas that may not be the case with, you know, one of the second or third round guys. And, and I think you're right. Steeling I just wonder guys. if the community is just going to be like – if Pickett has – like, say Pickett starts – 12 11 10 games and and looks horrible like i just think they're gonna be like we're you know we thought this was a trash class you played like trash we're not valuing you at all i don't you don't get any value installation sorry kenny and baby is hands. It, <laughs> is this floor lower than wilson's is like i mean in terms of value like you know as yeah. bad as wilson was you know it's still gonna cost you a first round pick to get wilson at this point. right right yeah, I mean, I guess if he, yeah, if he's the start, which I heard someone point out that you know maybe he could get rosened uh, <laughs> on another sure. podcast, and so I mean, I don't we'll think they're going to be that bad though. Yeah, assuming he still looks like the starter next year, I would guess he probably is still worth the first, no matter what he does. But I guess we'll see. So if you're paying uh, the one to 112 I mean, there's nowhere you're to yeah, go, but then oh, you're still getting at least you know? holding value. Yeah, right. So uh, Matt, we're back up to you at the one hundred seven after that. Uh, the Kenny Pickett discussion. I'll take uh, Chris Olave. I like the landing spot. Uh, you know, the quarterback maybe is an issue, but I like that he lands with a, a team that already has an alpha wide receiver. There's certainly a concern whether or not Michael Thomas can still play, but, you know, they both went to Ohio State. I like that whole mentor narr uh, mentorship narrative between those two. Um, and I, I mean, honestly, if Michael Thomas is bad or even just not himself, then I feel like Olave could lead that team in, in targets, maybe even in year one. Uh, so I like I like the landing spot for Olave. I know a lot has been made of the not an early declare, all that kind of stuff. Not, um, I don't know, not an athletic marvel, but I think he's fast enough and runs, runs good enough routes to, to get it done, even with Winston in that situation. Yeah, and I, I personally feel like kind of Olave is the end of the tier of the wide receivers. Would you guys agree with that, or do you guys have uh, somebody we haven't picked above Olave? No, yeah, that's what the big five. Buff, but right. I think in the tier, I, I have got somebody in the you, same tier. You've got above, some other guys. Though. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so we will move on mm -hmm. to the 108, which is Mike. So, I mean, I'll definitely take Kenneth Walker. Then coming back to me at the 108. You can have him. You know? Yeah, I don't think he's a lock to start the season right away. I think a lot of people are trying to manifest that he's going to. And again, I know that these are a lot of these top tier guys here, but they're not going to be starters right away. So don't panic sell when these guys don't come out and pop off right away. You know what I mean? Like Brees Hall might not have a hundred yards and a touchdown his first game. This might not happen. So everyone just relax. Don't panic sell. But if you do, panics all these guys to me. That's fine. So I'll take Kenneth Walker. I like the landing spot. They're going to need to run the ball uh, because Russell Wilson's not there anymore, and they're going to put some semblance of a quarterback tandem out there with Geno Smith and Drew Locke. That is – sorry, Seattle fans. That is going to be rough <laughs> for you guys. So um, pound the ball with Kenneth Walker and hope for the best up there in Seattle. Yeah. Uh, this is about as low as you're going to see him go. I actually did see yeah, him go in another sure. TA draft today. He actually did go at 108. Uh, I have wow. not seen him go lower in any league. 
uh, yeah, a lot of receivers pick it also actually went in the 106 in that draft. I believe it was TA4. Um, but yeah, I, I just have I have my worries about picking. The, 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 I know everyone says he can catch, but when a guy only catches 13 balls his entire career in college, that, that scares me. So, And he went to a team that does not throw the ball to the running backs a lot. Uh, uh, so. uh, Chris Carson, in two of his three healthy seasons, was targeted over 40 times. Just saying. Just saying. You can get some targets. Not a lot. Okay. Yeah, that's not, that's not, yeah. It's Drew Locke will throw it over his head, but Drew Locke yeah. has no touch on that ball. He's not going to yes. throw it. Oh, that's right. Different guy. <laughs> may, maybe you uh, can get Walker running downfield. Maybe, you know, then he can just degaff it up there. Gino Smith didn't play too bad when he played last year, right? I mean, Gino <laughs> could, yeah. I mean, there was the, remember. He's better than Locke, I think, probably. I think so too. And there was people saying that Geno Smith was playing well enough to like, oh, maybe they'll just keep him as a starter even when Russ is healthy, which was a little preposterous. Okay. Okay. I, people I say heard that. crazy oh, things. Yeah. Baker's gonna be there, so let's just not even talk about Locke. <laughs> okay, so Jeff, you are up at the 109. Yeah, so you know how the Lions got suspended for turning their pick in too quick. I would be suspended here in this instance for turning my pick in too quick. I think there's a clear top eight in this class, and I think there's a tier break at eight, and I've got Sky Moore in there, so I'm going to take yep. him here. And I think that if you got the 109, you're really praying for this scenario to happen, that somebody takes Kenny Pickett and drops either Alave or Sky Moore yep. or Walker, some of those guys 100%. to you. But, um, yeah, and if you're sitting there and you're – you know, if you got a pick in the late first and you're listening to this and your draft's not up yet, I would do everything in my power to get into the top eight, or I would be moving out completely. And I've done that yes. this week. I, I had a handful of, it's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. I had a handful of picks like, and I realized, I kind of realized that this like a couple weeks ago and yeah, I moved a couple for 23 first, or I moved, used some later picks and I moved up to 108. So like, I knew that I would going to be sitting in this tier. Okay, um, so Shane, you are up at the 110. Yeah, so this is where it starts to get a little fun. Um, you get creative and paint, paint outside the numbers. I was kind of hoping Sky Moore was going to fall to me there. Thanks. Um, I'm going to be bold, and I'm going to go with uh, Jim Cook. Uh, I know Michael hates yeah. his pick, if I remember wow. correctly. Um, I, I think... He, he's going to be an absolute target monster um, for Buffalo. I think they, they've pretty much shown you that they don't trust Devin Singletary for whatever reason. Um, their eyes don't work correctly is my guess because Devin Singletary does nothing but produce when he's on the field. True. That's a story for another day. Um, so I'm going to take James Cook here. I know he's not you know, very good at uh, the whole running in between the tackles thing. Um, again, I think Buffalo knows that and, and they're going to utilize him properly. Okay, so I don't know how everybody else feels about this James Cook pick, but I wanted to bring him up when he came up. I wanted to talk about him because I I don't get it. I, I uh, he he had he is a pass catcher, but I mean he only had one season over twenty catches. I I didn't think he was some amazing amazing weapon in the passing game. That's his role. He does well and he occasionally breaks one. And I think he's almost a zero in the run game. He, he, he I know he averaged six yards a carry. It's going to happen when you pop one once in a while and you only run it like 50, 60, 70 times. Uh, so I, I'm just curious what you think, like what is James Cook going to be? I, I don't see him ever getting like 70 catches in a season, especially with the Bills. Like running quarterbacks are known for not dumping it off to the running backs pretty much. And the Bills haven't had a high uh, he's not a, share of, of thrown into the running back. Six, 
Singletary had 50 targets the last two seasons. So, I mean, I don't think he's going right, to take all of you, those, but he, if yeah, he's put those up, it's not. But if you're, you're talking you're right, to guys getting his, his value solely from the, the passing, oh, he won't. Solely, but he mostly won't. from the passing game. But he'll probably have 100, 120 rushing attempts, and I'm guessing somewhere north of 90 targets. Like, he's a legit, he can run routes, but he's not going to be a dump-off option. Like, they're going to split him out wide, and the defense is going to be like, oh, um, and this is part of what they did when they drafted the other kid in the fifth round. Uh, I heard, I was, they were talking about it on the athletic where they just keep drafting these like matchup problems for other teams where you're basically like, Oh crap, what do we do? I forget, <laughs> uh, yeah. I forget the kid's name, but yeah. Yeah. And, and he's like, Hey, he's like, not obviously not Debo, but he plays like Debo. Like where they're just going to throw these guys out there and go, good luck. You know, Steph Diggs is a conventional wide receiver. It just happens to be like a really good one. And then you're going to have to deal with this running back. Like, who are you covering him with? Are you going to stick a cornerback on him? Because you're pretty much going to have to because he can run routes like a wide out. And, yeah. And so I'm just um, – Jeff, go, go. Yeah, I was going to say real quick, you know, we've – I don't know. It's a meme at this point, but who's the next Debo? But it's it's one of those that what teams are trying to look is get multiple with the same personnel. And James Cook is a chess piece that plays in that. He's able – you're able to get multiple – formations with using the same base personnel you're able to, to slot him out the bills run a lot of four wide receiver sets and if you're able to use him as a wide receiver in four wide receiver sets or move him into the backfield and you just create those mismatches with the defense and he, that's what he's going to be he's going to be a chess piece like that and I, I think he's gonna i mean if he's touching the ball 12 13 times a game in the buffalo offense and most of those are in the passing game i mean there's a very the, the floor to get to running back one it's like what like 15 points ppr points like it, it is very achievable and i think that that's i think people don't realize how quickly a pass catching back and a major pass catching factor back can get to that point i mean we saw it is he's not kamara but we know like early in kamara's career he was really only getting touches through the passing game and he was doing pretty okay and so i think that getting into this offense part of it's also buying into good offenses and getting pieces of those that are going to be used in the game plan. And I think that's basically what you're getting here with James Cook. And when you're looking at this back half of the first round where things are just really falling off and you're really kind of, you're hopeful to land anything that can contribute to your roster that can be a starter, even in a 10 spot dynasty league. I think that he's a guy that he can fill into a running back rotation or, or a flex spot pretty easily. So I guess so. I mean, you can answer this, Jeff, Shane, anybody who wants to answer. Just what do you see? I, I, like you said, he's not Kamara. But so what? What is? Who is he? What is the comp that you can make to James Cook? Like that I can say, okay, that's why I'm going to draft this guy, even this week class at the back end of the first. No, like I'm fantasy sorry. production. I, I don't think there is. I don't think there is a, a comp for him. I think. I think all of the things that Jeff and Shane said are true, but I think. He also his floor is like somebody you're never com comfortable starting ever. Like you don't want to click that box. You know, you're just not sure. Um, but I think he's going to have a bunch of big weeks. I just don't know how you're ever going to predict it. That's my thing, too, is that's a, another thing I thought about him as well, is that he, he's going to be one of those guys where, yeah, he's occasionally he's going to take one. You know, he's going to take a, a, a 50 yard pass to the house or something and going to have a good week. And then but you don't know you don't know when that's going to come. That's the kind of guy I see him being. That's why I am not. I'm a little more reluctant to take him this high, but in the first I, round, I don't think I would. But. I, Rocky, I just want to say real quick, you know, a lot of things that we don't think about are the other narratives that are going on, the other things that are happening within the organization. You know, Dable's gone. Okay. And so there's a new offensive coordinator. His name is Ken Dorsey. He was there. He saw what worked. He's likely to keep a lot of that in place. Right. But he's his own man. He's, 
a human with an agenda, with an ego. We don't know who he is or what his plans are or, or what he's going with. But I can tell you that as a national, you know, championship winning quarterback, his running backs were Najee Davenport, Clinton Portis, Willis McGahee, Frank Gore, Jarrett Payton. I mean, this dude played with loaded backfields and with multiple different types of personnel. And so could he bring some of that to the NFL with him? Do we not see this a lot of times with players that become coaches or guys that come from other systems? They're going to bring certain things with them. Um, and so that's that's definitely a factor. I think they want Josh Allen to continue doing what he does. Obviously, who wouldn't? But also, they know that he can't take that abuse. You know, think at, think about Cam Newton. How long did he do that? And yeah, he was a beast, right? These are big guys. This we all know this game. We all know these guys are going to get worn down. They don't want Josh Allen doing that forever. They got a lot of money invested in him. They want him dumping it off a few times here and there. If they can save him a few hits a game. They're, they're definitely going to do that. So you see them getting these pieces. There's a reason for it. Yeah. And it real, just real quick as a bills fan, I think everything that they've done this off season has been to get in multiple different formations. I think bringing in OJ Howard, they didn't have a second tight end active last year. They couldn't play 12 personnel. They were really stuck to playing either 11 personnel or running with four wide receivers. And so I think that you can see scenarios where they're running 12 personnel with James cook as the running back. They flex the two tight ends to one side. They move James cook to the slot or the other side or, and they, you know, bring digs maybe into the backfield, things like that. They can, they're, trying to open up just different creativity within the playbook. And I think that cook is one of those pieces. Yeah. And, and then, yeah, I get it. And I, I just don't see the ceiling as I think high as some of you guys do. And, but in defense of the pick, I mean, his, a lot of guys that we're going to be picking now have floors that could be, you know, <laughs> below the bottom of the earth here. So um, wait, but you're including missing the guy I'm about to pick, but so, you missed, you missed the best comp Dylan, Dylan McNanny. Um, uh, yeah. Comped him. <laughs> Dally Dally. Cook, they share a mother. So, <laughs> um, uh, but the guy I'm going to pick is again has a, also has a floor that could be like zero, which is Christian Watson. But uh, I, I really like the, the size speed combo. Uh, I think there's another guy I picked in the, in the pre-draft market. You know, he's raw. Uh, he, his route run, his route tree was not extensive. They didn't pass the ball a lot um, at his college, so. There's a lot of projection there, but he's going to Aaron Rodgers. He's going to Green Bay, and there just seems to be a ton of talent there, a ton of athleticism, and I'm willing to bet on that at 111. I did like a lot what I saw. I, I think I mentioned on the last pod that that we did this. Um, pretty much, again, lo much lower level competition than a lot of these guys, but he, he had one or two wow plays almost every single game I watched. So uh, the talent is just too enticing. At 111, I'm willing to take the risks. So. Uh, anybody want to chime in on Christian Watson before we move on to Sidlow's pick? That's a well, no. I, okay. <laughs> as a, I mean, I can. As a Packer fan, if you want my perspective, I mean, he's 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 like if you he's the player that if you only watch the highlights of, you're gonna be you're like, I'm ready, let's go with this guy. But 13% drop rate. I mean, it's just oh yeah, he definitely has his faults. Yeah. No, no suddenness or short area quickness in his game, really. Like it's all just speed and size. And if that doesn't he wasn't overly dominant in terms of physicality at, at FCF, F, FCFS. Um, so I question that, you know, translating to the NFL, he couldn't do it against lesser competition. Um, he's a, he's a big receiver that plays small and that always scares me. That said, you know, the, the upside is tantalizing. I wish they had taken sky Moore instead um, or even George Pickens instead. Uh, but uh, I think 
Watson, the ceiling is there, but like, like uh, you said, uh, it, the floor is just, it's lava basically. Right. Yeah. I think it's just illustrates what's going on with this class. It just feels like we're missing like four guys out of this class. Like, especially compared to last year, it's like we're missing four first round picks and you know, you kind of, once you get past that first eight, you're really just kind of dealing within a tier of, eight different guys that, you know, you could see one guy goes one nine in your draft or one ten in your draft and he goes two Oh five in another draft. Yeah. And, and I, this is the reality of the situation. There's, they're all very dangerous, but yeah, I think he's his ceiling. I mean, reality, he could be out there. He's six foot four runs a four, three. He could be mossing guys next year. And we could be sitting here a year from now saying, why did we all fade the super athletic six foot four wide receiver playing with Aaron Rodgers in a draft that we all kind of hated. So that's just one of those things. And I, people I wonder, say, oh, I was going to, a couple things. I was going to make a joke, but now I don't want to, because uh, Jeff was telling <laughs> saying smart stuff. And I, I do wonder if the NFL is going to get smarter about how they use players. Right. Like, cause they seem at least some coaches have, right. Like there used to be this old, like, no, 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 no. You need to do everything well, or you're not getting on the field as opposed to, well, this guy is an absolute monster, you know, and Jeff said, Moss and people, you know what, use him that way. Like they just, any, you know, and obviously they're going to play too deep safety on him. Well, then fine. Then, then you'll eat him up underneath um, on your offense. But just use him in, a, in what he does well, and, and he's going to be fine. But I also wanted to ask Matt, how many weeks before Aaron Rodgers punches him in the face for running the wrong route? <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe one, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I do think that people have kind of, you know, got onto this narrative that Rodgers doesn't use rookie rookie wide receivers, but every other time they've had a notable rookie wide receiver, there's been incredible wide receivers in front of them. You know, Jordy was out there with, with I believe, both Jennings and Driver. Um, you know, so I, I just I just think it's a different situation, and he's going to be on the field out of necessity, not just uh, – Rodgers is going to have to – he's going to have to use a rookie receiver. I just think that's all there is to it if they're going to be successful, unless they're just going to convert to a complete running game, which is, you know, you know, possible. You know, maybe they're just a play-action running team next year. So you're not seeing Sammy Watkins wide receiver one season? <laughs> for like four one. games. For like just four games, one. I think. I just think week Rodgers one. Love yeah. Him. Yeah, I literally like forgot games. he was even on that roster. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he is. <laughs> I, I also do like the – it's been pointed out several times, but people say they just replaced Marquise Valdez-Scantling with Marquise Valdez-Scantling. And I think that's even, – even when he was drafted, like they were showing up uh, uh, players that were that they were comping Chris Chris Watson on the draft coverage, and it, one of them was MVS. And I mean, he it, I, I see it. He's big, he's fast, and he runs in a straight line. You know, so hey, you need a bunch of receivers, so they've got one. Yeah, <laughs> they got one. Maybe. Uh, speaking of a team with a bunch of receivers, adding another one or adding another two, the Pittsburgh Steelers added George Pickens, and I mean, I. I think this is the perfect landing spot for him. Is it a spot where he's going to come on and blow up and be Jamar Chase? No, definitely not. Like 100% not. Um, but is this a spot for him to join a professional organization that can keep him in check, help him grow, help him mature, um, help him grow his game, and and one day reach that potential? I think there's probably not many other organizations I trust more to do that. Um, you look at these wide receiver contracts coming out, Deontay Johnson, are they going to pay him? You know, I don't know. We'll see if they, if they find one of these quarterbacks and they get that cheap quarterback for the next few years, um, or for the foreseeable future. And 
in uh, Pickett's case, um, you know, then he could he could step in in a one or a number two role uh, here within the next year or two. So this is playing the long game. If you're sitting at the one twelve, this is a guy with a really high upside. You can be patient on. You know, if you if you earn that one twelve, you're coming off the ship. You have a deep roster. You can stash him for a couple of years. If I've got a taxi squad, that's where he's going, and he'll probably he'll likely sit there for the year. If we see anything from him this year, I'll be I'll be excited, but I won't plan on it. Yeah, and that's that's kind of how I feel about him too. And he's another guy I think that the the, the, the ceiling is sky high, but the the floor is very low. Uh, and we've heard a lot of stuff off field stuff too. We'll see if any of that pops up in the NFL. You heard that about Kadarius Tony as well, and that that hasn't gone so well. So we'll see. But uh, I'm going to recap the first round real quick. If, you, if you're watching, you can see the scroll at the bottom. For those listening, though, it was uh, Brees Hall at 101, Garrett Wilson at 102, uh, Drake London goes third, Traylon Burks at four, uh, Jameis Williams at five, Kenny Pickett at six, Scott picking him higher than pretty much everybody else would, uh, <laughs> Chris Olave at seven, Kenneth Walker 108, Sky Moore at nine, James Cook 110, Christian Watson at 11, and then we finish up with George Pickens at 12, which is, brings us back to Matt at the 201. Matt, you want to trade? <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 actually, yeah, because there's a big. It's, this is like a cliff right here. What do you want to? What do you want? What do you want to work out here, Shane? I could give you my 204, and apparently the only other pick I have is a 210. <laughs> 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 that means I don't do it. Do it. Really long time. Okay, so I can offer you the 204 in this rookie draft and a random second rounder in uh, the next rookie mock draft we're in. If you have a guy you really like here, Shane, I'm I'm happy to let you make this pick. Okay. Um, Let's do it. Shane's well, in at 201. I'm just Matt gets a future sure. second mock pick. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just looking, making sure, control F, Jahan, Jahan, I'm spelling his name correctly. Yeah, I'll take Jahan Dotson here. Yeah, um, baby. Yeah, first round draft capital, uh, first half of the first round draft capital, getting super fine there and being really pedantic because he was 16th overall, and that's technically as half as you can get. Um, so I'm going to take I'm take the shot on Dotson, who I, I know we've not everyone likes. Um but he actually is pretty productive in college, right? He's pretty fast. Um, he's not going to have to step. He's going to have Terry McLaurin on the other side of him, which is going to be helpful because that's obviously who the coverage is going to be drawn to. And then you also got Curtis Samuel, who will be good for um, something or another. But, yeah, no, I'm just – I'm really – if I can get a first-round wide receiver um, in the second round, I'm going to do that. Honestly, you should have taken him in the first where you took Cook and then taken Cook here. And we'd all be happier with that. Here's the thing. Agreed. You screwed everything up, Shane. I thought about I thought about Dotson there. Um, but I've gotten Dotson, you know, I've been in a few rookie drafts and I've gotten him anywhere between like one oh seven and two oh two. Um, yeah, so. I've seen him go around here in a lot of drafts. I, I'm not super high on Dotson, but this is a round where I take him two one, two two. Yeah, yeah. I'm usually at one ten if he's still floating out there, like because I have him right above like the Pickens and Watkins. Um, if he's still floating out there, I'm furiously trying to trade into the first. Um, not doing it successfully in most leagues because most people are like, "Oh, how about a twenty three three first? And I'm like, "Did you know better than that? Come on." <laughs> but um, yeah, I like Dotson here. Sorry. Thanks, Matt. Good trade. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a I can't wait to see that future mock where Matt gets the extra second. Uh, <laughs> Matt, was this your would, – would Dotson have been your pick? Dotson would have been my pick at two – or excuse me, 110 or so. I would have taken him ahead of 
Um, James Cook, I would have taken him ahead of Kenny Pickett, and I would have taken him ahead of probably Christian. No, maybe not Christian Watt. Maybe George Pickett. Somewhere in the 111, 112 range, which is weird because that's where I had him pre-draft, and you would think with higher draft capital than we we anybody really suspected he should move up, but he really hasn't. He's a, he's a late first guy. Yeah. So no, if, I mean, if Shane hadn't traded, uh, you would have taken him here, though, given the way. Yeah, he would have been. Yeah. He would have been the pick there by, by for, for sure. So I wasn't going to get him anyway because he was my guy. I love John <laughs> Dotson, by the way. And that's right. I mean, I watched all his games. Um, and if you think I don't like Jalen Hurts, talk to me about Sean Clifford sometime because John Dotson <laughs> produced with absolute terrible quarterback play. If so Penn State had a quarterback, they would have been much more competitive in the Big Ten. They have one now, Drew Alar. But then John Clifford comes back for a sixth season. <sighs> I just, can't get rid of this guy. I is he a doctor? Is he going to be a doctor? Because he's not going to be a football player. No, he's, he's, he's <laughs> there better be something. Um, I do love John Dotson, though. Um, I, I would have been happy with him here. However, I do not get him. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take John Mechie. Um, I like Mechie a lot. He's not a consolation prize if you can't get Jameson Williams. Just like Chris Olave is not a consolation prize if you can't get Garrett Wilson. You know, Olave, Mechie, these guys are both outstanding wide receivers. If they didn't have those upper echelon guys ahead of them, they would be thought of much higher. That being said, I think he has the fastest release off the line that I saw in this class. I think it won't be long until he is the wide receiver one in Houston. And I know that people don't really like Davis Mills, but you know what? He distributes the ball pretty decent. Um, Clearly, Houston likes him because they didn't draft a quarterback. So it's going to be his job for the foreseeable future so pair him with some talent and let's see what happens so i'm going mechie and i'm thrilled to get him at the two two i I, I just uh, go matt go no i was just gonna say i just i just worry that he was never able to take over the number one role no matter like i I understand all the great players ahead of him but he's in the nfl now so we couldn't do it in college i I just don't see it in the nfl so i think he's a nice floor player but i I see almost no ceiling there yeah that's what i was gonna i was gonna ask i was gonna maybe go around and ask everyone's opinion because this this is higher than i see him go in almost any draft and and for myself personally i'm i'm not a big fan i when i like made little notes when i was watching the rookies i put he's aggressively mediocre um so that's what it seems like i like that (laughs) that's mine That's how I describe myself on my dating uh, profile. <laughs> well, I it's just everything he does. It was like, while. okay, that was okay. Um, but he, he, he's not awful at anything, but I just, I don't know. Jeff, what what, what are your thoughts on Messi? He's 21 on my board, and I just, yeah, I think it's a floor play. I don't know. I think he'll be fine, but it's just one of those that he's always going to be your way to see your five or six on a good roster. I just don't see him extending to being a number one target on a team reality you know there's good wide receivers jackson smith and jigba kashan Boudet coming out next year i could see houston dipping their toe and getting trying to get one of those guys and you know i don't know how brandon cooks you know he's still going to be there for a little bit i i just think mechie is a he's a rotational player and so i'm lower on him so Jeff, you said he's a five or six on a good roster. Luckily for me, I don't have any good rosters. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, if he's your three, you know, good for you. you. <laughs> Got you, Jeff. That's right. <laughs> okay, um, well, Jeff, we'll go to you at the. You know, you're up at the two hundred three now. 
I'm going to go with Trey McBride here. Um, I think it's, I think there's a gap, a pretty good gap between any other tight end. And if you're playing in tight end premium, I've got Trey McBride as a 112 right on, on my board. And I think that, I don't know, I think we got a little bit spoiled last year, not only with Kyle Pitts, but with Pat Fryermuth as well last year. And he's landing in Arizona. We know tight ends need a, a year or two. He, Zach Ertz's contract is set up perfectly for it to be an out in two years. And you could see Trey McBride be a consistently dynasty one, tight end one range, you know, in, in that two year span being paired to Kyler Murray, being paired with an offense that they use the tight end very heavily. When Zach Ertz arrived in the red zone, he really just took over that role in the Arizona offense. And so I just think McBride here, I, I think there's a little bit more ceiling than maybe is being recognized because we kind of got a little bit spoiled on the immediate production out of tight end last year. And I think that when you're kind of looking at the the gap between next tight ends, but also just kind of the fantasy landscape at tight end, I'm going to take him here in tight end premium league. I, I, I'm, you mentioned is you know he has a higher like how high do you think his ceiling is like that's the one thing I was wondering about him like I I did not get to watch much of Trey McBride before the draft and uh, I, I I from what I've heard it seems like he'd be far more in that kind of tight end one range but never the elite range. You think he can be one of those elite guys then? I think he could scrape it. He could get pretty close to it. But I mean, he was Colorado State's entire offense and college tight ends or colleges don't use tight end in their offense very often. You know, we saw, I mean, Jeremy Ruckert's a weird case, but he was at Ohio State and they didn't use him at all. He's got receiving chops, but he was their entire, you know, everybody was kind of scheming to stop Trey McBride and he still was able to to produce. And I, I I just think it's a better landing spot than maybe people are recognizing. Considering 12 months ago, we had written off, Zach Ertz is being completely dead in Dynasty. Yeah, and to your point, I mean, 90 catches for over a thousand yards—that's insane college production for yeah. a tight end. So, um, but we are now to uh, Matt at the 204 after our big trade. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I still got a player that I like better than James Cook. Somehow, um, I'm going to take Rashad White, uh, JUCO transfer. You know, didn't get a much work in his first season at Arizona State. Uh, but you know, his production is, is pretty nice. This is per JJ Zacharyson cause he's way smarter than I am. Um, but since 2011, there have been two running backs that have had a best season reception share of 18%, a yards per team player rate of 2.2 and a speed score above 90. Those two players are Christian McCaffrey and Aaron Jones. Um, you know, those are obviously like his absolute hundred percent ceiling. You probably can't get to either of those guys, especially in year one playing behind Fournette. Um, but he's he's the best receiver in the class, uh, even over James Cook, I think. Like James Cook, he can be split out wide, natural hands catcher. Uh, and as a runner, I think he's better. You know, he certainly goes down on first, first contact more than I'd like to see. Um, but he doesn't hesitate getting north-south. So um, he puts the foot in the ground and, and kind of goes. So uh, we'll see if, if for some reason, you know, Leonard Fournette has been pretty durable throughout his career, but he is getting up there. If there was for some reason he was to miss time, then I think – uh, I think Rashad White's in for a big workload, even in, in year one. And if not, they can get out of the contract with Lenny in uh, year two pretty easily. Uh, right. If Gio is healthy, he probably is going to take a chunk out of that pass catching role. I don't think uh, we really have to worry about Keyshawn Vaughn anymore. So um, I like the fit. I like the player. Uh, you just might have to wait for a year two. 
So, so this is another question now that it's come up. The the third running back has come up. Is I was just curious. I wanted to go around the group because this is probably a thing a lot of people are thinking about in their drafts. So, Jeff, who is your RB three? Because every, I think every almost universally everyone has Walker and uh, Brees as one and two. I've got Cook as my RB three. I just think that I don't know. I think we're underselling the potential for him to be used in the passing game in Buffalo and the home run ability for in Buffalo as well. Is that is everybody Cook one or, th- or RB three? Yes, well, not Matt, not me, but <laughs> everybody else. <laughs> White, you know, it's a good place to be. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember if he said he would take White over Cook. I okay. Um. So, okay, my bad. Okay, so would you would you guys have White at four? Yeah. No. Oh, would, spicy. I don't like Rashad White at all. Sorry. It would be your fault. I don't know what I'm talking guy. about, so don't listen to me. I mean, you took Kenny Pickett in the middle of the first. Exactly. Yeah, so. What the hell do I know? <laughs> it's all right. I'll take my I'm championships. It's fine. My, my big concern on White is when it comes to the running game, because what Tampa does is they run a duo, scheme, duo running scheme, and they, so they try to get double teams. They try to get the running back to the second level and let them make the decision against linebackers. And usually when White was in that situation in college, he would – try to to sprint to the outside like he wasn't taking the 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 linebacker on head to head he wasn't trying to make a miss in the hole he was just trying to bounce it out and he's really got to make some major strides in that at the nfl level and that's when he was bigger than the guys at the other level and he's not going to be that anymore and so that's i think the receiving is there and it's it's very easy for you know bruce arians and you draw some parallels to david johnson and he's got that in the game you know reality he could be as high of a ceiling as any running back in this class but it's just the that and being used in the running game in that scheme worries me a little bit okay so that brings it to me at the 205 and i i pretty much knew who i was picking here before this started because i almost knew he was going to be here and i tend to be higher on him than most people uh i'm going with david bell at the 205 yep (laughs) <laughs> that was my I, other I, pick. I love me some David Bell. I I, I love the tape. Uh, he he was getting open all the time. Good against zone. He, he's a pretty good route runner, despite his lack of speed, um, which he's now been killed for because of, of his combine. But we all saw that on the tape. But despite his lack of speed, he just gets open. And now he's he's going to be the uh, you know he's going to be probably the wide receiver too in Cleveland. We'll see. Uh, but he's got to show tied to a good quarterback. Uh, he got the third round draft capital, which is I just wanted to see him go day two. I was hearing some people, including Jeff, say that he was going to go day three and maybe late day three. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was close. But uh, I, I heard other people say it as well. And it, to me, it's a victory that it, I heard some people say he fell to day to, uh, to round three. Uh, to me, I was happy just as long as he went day two. That was good enough for me. And again, the landing spot, I don't think I could have, you know, tied to Deshaun Watson. Uh, there's not a ton of other receiving options in that offense. And I just love the player. So uh, David Bell for me at the 205. Um, curious. I, I've seen him go as late as 210. Is, is, does anybody think that you, would you be waiting even longer than this? Or is this a round where you'd be taking David Bell as well? No, that, you well, know what? I, this right here is I can crow about how much um, smarter I was than everyone else to take David Bell at 205. <laughs> but it's a perfect spot where if I take him at 205 and he busts, it doesn't really hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it hits, you can I can guarantee you I'm gonna point out to everyone. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip, I'm gonna point them to everything I said about David Bell before the combine. 
after the combine, I'm going to just be like, don't, don't notice that. But what I said about him before the combine, um, loved him. I mean, how do you not love his production? The only thing he yeah. can't, he's just not an athlete, but you know, he's not great for a football player, but, um, he, I mean, we've seen relatively poor athletes before. So it's not like it's out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. And the, and the kind of easy comp a lot of people have made is, 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 uh, not the exact same player, but Keenan Allen in terms of an unathletic, you know, not a super athletic guy who also went in the third round and is going to have a great career. I think that's probably a ceiling, but I, I think he's the kind of guy who's going to just be at least a steady kind of low end to mid two at least for years just because he's he's just a good football player. That, that That's how I look at it. So I'm kind of I have a question on him. Like if he had gone nine picks later, would you still take him at the 205? I probably would just because I was so high on the free draft, and especially if he went at the top of the fourth round, I, I it does make me feel a little more uh, comfy to to know that he has third round draft, and I believe he was Cleveland's first pick too, um, which shows they, that they, they took a corner or they took okay. uh, the second pick. Took, I believe they had another pick before that. Okay, I don't know. I just think, uh, then, but yeah, yeah, you know, I I see it, but the Browns. They don't run a lot of um, thir- they, they they don't run a lot of eleven personnel. They run one of the lowest um, eleven personnel schemes in the league. They they do a lot of two tight ends. They do a lot of two running backs using um, Kareem Hunt kind of in that slot role a little bit. And I just think it plays into Sean Watson's game to use those extra tight ends, load up with Nick Chubb, and and kind of have that a little bit more protection, and then allow Donovan Peoples Jones or allow Amari Cooper to attack attack downfield vertically because Sean Watson's one of the best deep deep ball throwers in the game and so that's kind of where i have questions on yeah he profiles great to a big slot but can he win outside and are the browns going to really use that big slot quite a bit i don't know i've got questions on that all fair all fair so now we're on to scott at the 206 i was so excited to talk about david bell so you can talk about David Bell before. Now I've got just pick. a bunch of trash here to choose from. So I'm going to go ahead and just double down on my shitty quarterback strategy. <laughs> and I'm going to take uh, Desmond Ritter because Mariota is terrible and Ritter's going to see the field at some point and I will be able to trade him for more than the 206. Okay. Um, <laughs> so Ritter is terrible, but you're going to take him. Okay. Um, yes. <laughs> works every time 70 percent of the time okay. um i believe matt still has his 207 pick after that trade so matt uh, oh i get my trade pick i thought that was next year um uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'll i'll stay i'll stay a quarterback i'll take my still my quarterback too and honestly if Pickett wasn't drafted in the first round. He probably st- would still be my quarterback one, and that's Malik Willis. The upside that we all fell in love with and had people taking him at the one or one or two uh, in pre-draft Superflex uh, leagues uh, is still there. He's he's just a third-round pick now, and he's behind Ryan Tannehill. And, you know, we'll see how long that lasts. I believe they can get out of Tannehill's contract after next season. So I think it's yeah. conceivable that if – the Titans are terrible because they're thin everywhere. They're thin at basically every single position, uh, to be honest with you. Um, if they're terrible towards the end of the season, it's probably not going to happen so much because of the division they play in. 
Um, but, you know, I think you could see Willis spot start some some games towards the end of the season. And if they are just in a in a kind of a rebuild mode after this year, when Derrick Henry is another year older, when Robert Woods is, you know, 33 years older or however old he's going to be, I, I just think there's not going to be an opportunity for Tim to at least compete next season for the starting job if Tannehill isn't in the picture. So that upside that we still loved is there. And to get him, you know, in the late second, I think is still a pretty good move uh, in Superflex leagues after, you know, when we're in this kind of tier of players. Kind of crazy, 102 to, to 207. Um, I did want to ask you guys, this was another one of my, my uh, questions I wanted to do when, when the guys came up. Is this is this where everybody would be taking those, those third-round quarterbacks that we all thought were going to go higher? 205, 206, 207, right around there? Uh, Malik Willis, I'm willing to take right about where um, Matt did, maybe a little later. Desmond Ritter, somewhere in the third round. Matt Corral, somewhere in the third round. So I will say, I've not, in the 15 drafts I'm currently in, there's a couple that haven't made it this far, but Ritter's never made it to 206. Really? Uh, Why not, do people not like Ritter? Time. Can you explain Ritter to me? Because I don't get him at all. I feel like I don't. I, I think he's either. terrible. Bad, I don't get him either. Bad decisions. Mm-hmm. On our previous uh, pod, I called him a poor man, Zach Wilson, and I hate Zach Wilson. Oh no, he's much <laughs> much worse than Zach Wilson. I feel like he he's... has the least clear path to being a starter of of all of these. See, I, that's where. See, I feel he has probably the most or second most easily. Mar- Atlanta's going to be terrible, and Mariota's terrible, so they're going to put him but, on the field. But he's better than Darnold. What do you? Well, okay. So Corral is going to so start. You're saying Corral? Okay. I think okay. I'd rather have Corral than him, and then for upside, I'd rather. I say have it's pretty Willis. even. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I like Corral, so you know, maybe I should maybe I should go with that. But either way, any one of those guys, they're all interchangeable. Ritter's like one of the most athletic athletic quarterbacks mm-hmm. in the combine, like ever. I, I mean, he was 18th in relative athletic score out of like nearly 200 quarterbacks. I, I mean, I, th- I just think people are underselling his rushing a little bit there, and I think he's a little bit more polished in when it comes to decision making. Um, I don't know the the processing's slow, and that's a problem, and that's probably why he fell down. But he's got a lot of experience playing football, and and that that run that rushing is there. It's there for fantasy. Okay, so Mike, do you any comments on on any of these quarterbacks that we've all been talking about? And then you can go into your pick at two hundred eight. I do have a comment. Can we stop showing the draft picks at their house, sweating out, waiting to get picked? Like, can we just <laughs> not do that anymore? I don't. Yeah, Malik is invited to the draft and gets picked in the third. Is that is it the guy invited to the draft ever fell in the third round? I don't know. And also, it's impressive. Can we only have the commissioner or a representative from the NFL make the pick, please? Just get up there. Oh, and I want, you uh, stage. Yes. No, I want Ed Marinara. I, I want him everything. as a every pick. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there was like, it was like day, th- it was like late day two, I think it was. Some guy came up for the Vikings and like started giving a speech. And it was just like, dude, you're up there for like five minutes, man. Like, it's just read yeah, it, and let's go. That was his, that was his chance at glory, man. Yeah, he went Ed for Marinara. it. I love it. Ed Marinara. Is that who it was? Yeah, yeah. I love it. It extended the draft, right? I want the draft to last as long. I mean, as the anticipation—is so. he going right. to announce it? Nope, he's got more story. Wait, is he going to do it? <laughs> nope, nope, nope. We're still going. 
but here's he the thing from the when second he... he stepped to the podium it was going for like five minutes oh yeah he had that look at his eye like yeah <laughs> i'm never gonna get this chance again and i gotta hey, be honest with you if i were all talking there, about him right now we're all talking about him right now so, but when he said when i was too. drafted 50 years ago i'm like here we go, this <laughs> go hey listen ritter has a shot that's the thing and whether you like him or not if he has a shot to be a starting quarterback in the nfl you have to pay attention let him have a good game or two, and you move him if you don't like him. Um, that being said, all this time until my pick, and I still don't know if I want Tyquan Thornton or Velas Jones. So, um, <laughs> oh wow, jeez, <laughs> oh come on, man, that but Thornton pick is easy. maybe the one of the worst in NFL history. So <laughs> I am going to take Brian. Worst Tyson Strange. Sorry, <laughs> I'm going to take Brian Robinson from the Commanders. Um, you know, the one of the tweet groups that i was forced to be into that i did not sign up for uh people were sharing like oh you know washington saying this about antonio gibson that they don't like this and that blah 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 listen brian robinson is not flashy but he does everything well enough he can catch he's not the best runs between tackles he runs hard he's an efficient running back i think he's good for the washington system and you know gibson's going to be coming up on a contract soon i believe so it could be very well could be his backfield with maybe some Jarrett Patterson sprinkled in too. And there is still J.D. McKissick there as well. They did match the Bills offer, I believe. So um, it's going to be interesting, but I think the one-two punch is going to mostly be Gibson and Robinson. Yeah, that's what Rivera said. He wants Jonathan Stewart, D'Angelo Williams. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. But those guys are both way bigger than Jonathan Stewart and D'Angelo Williams, right? Like, oh, that's what I was going to say. D'Angelo yeah. was a tiny little dude. He was yeah. four foot three. Yeah, like, Stewart and Robinson are they're big dudes. So Yeah, but Stewart was a big dude, wasn't he? Or he was, was like, yeah. He was 240, 5'10", 240. Yeah, he was. I didn't think he was that big. I didn't think he was that big. And he was fast. He was he was, he was. was. Uh, he was built differently than other human beings. And D'Angelo, I, I, anyway, I'm sorry. These are these guys from 15 years ago that aren't going to help us. <laughs> <I know>. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I was just saying, Rivera came out that was, I think it was today, that quote that, yeah, he just he wants them to be a one two punch like that, where they're, they're both kind of equal time in the backfield. So uh, Robinson could be a sneaky uh, good guy this year. So um, we will move on to 209, which is Jeff. Yeah, so this is a pick that um, I'm going to go. I, I've moved this guy way up my board. I've listened to smart analytics people like Jacob Sanderson has kind of worked his way into my brain on, on Wandale Robinson is going to be my pick. And I think that's, you know, he went 43 in the draft. And I think that we can't, I don't know. It's kind of where like I push back on David Bell going 99th in the draft. Wandale Robinson going 43, like in this range. I think you just got to take him as a guy that I have, I have questions about him really. Can he handle volume as a wide receiver role? But, you know, it's, this is one of those that he was a running back to. And, and we see like kind of thought the talk about James Cook, where the NFL is getting a little bit more versatile and, and, players that can create in different situations he's that type of player and so he can win outside as a receiver you can sweat him in your backfield and if you wanted to and and i think that i'll just go with him there and just my thing with i know wandale when uh i he's not a guy i was super high on to, uh before the draft and tyquan thornton also went in the second round so <laughs> Um, that that would be my answer to that. But uh, <laughs> Wandale is my is this year's Kadarius Tony for me. It, I don't, it, feels, it feels like a direct shot. 
but I'm not going to have Tony, yeah, was that a, like, is that a good thing or a bad thing that he's this year's Kadarius Tony? Yeah, so Solid I had zero zero shares in 47 leagues, so that okay. should pretty much tell you. He probably you got the playbook before Kadarius did. <laughs> but, yeah. I'll have a couple of Robinson, like some best ball leagues, whatever. I don't hate him like I hate Tony, yeah. but yeah. By the way, the Patriots had the worst draft. Well, I want to also say that I hate the Patriots for taking like four of the running backs that I really liked. And they were just like, yeah, we're going to just screw this guy. And you like Kevin Harris, too? Oh, no, no, no. Don't worry about that. We're going to kill him, too. Does anyone like Kevin Harris? Yes. I I I don't like Kevin Harris. He has... Bland. I think he's intriguing. Yeah, he was one of those late round like he was one of those guys I was looking at like, oh, this is going to be a third round running back that I'd love to grab. And then uh, you know the Patriots were like, well, no, first we're going to draft Pierre Strong, and I'm like, all right, I can I can live with that. You know, Damian Harris will be gone next year probably. And then they're like, we're going to add Kevin Harris to this too, and I'm like, I hate you, Bill. <laughs> you know? So now you hope he's the third stringer next year, Kevin Harris. <laughs> Okay, so Shane, we are back to you at the two ten. I mean, look, so if I if I was betting just on draft capital, I guess I go with Alec Pierce. But um everyone that's ever mentioned him has mentioned how bad he is at football, at catching. <laughs> um so I, I look, and this is a reach too, but at the end of the second round and I don't get to pick again, I'm gonna take Damian Pierce. Um I, I, if anyone's going to get a chance to be a starter in their backfield besides Brees Hall, it's going to be this dude because he's only got to beat out Rex Burkhead and uh, the the remnants of Marlon Mack. Um, so I'm just going to take a shot on him here at 211. Um, like I said, 210, 210, 210 sorry, <laughs> 210. Um, a stinking Alec Pierce, like I said, because of draft capital. But uh, I just I like grabbing running backs in this range. Yeah, and I, that that's about as low as I see them going almost any draft. Actually, I've seen people going way higher on like uh, early second on Damian Pierce, uh, just because of you know the he's going to start for the Texans thing, uh, you know the Marlon Max slander that's out there. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I think that's I think that's perfectly fine at two ten. So that that brings it to me at two eleven. I'm also going to go running back, and I'm going to take. Isaiah Spiller, another guy that we liked a whole lot before uh, this whole draft process began. And and then he tested and it did not go well. And he got drafted in the fourth round. But we're at 211. I'm willing to take the risk. I liked him a lot prior to, I still liked him even after the comics. I don't weigh the combine as heavily as a lot of people do. Um, And I just like the tape. Uh, he was definitely a very good shifty running back. I liked him in, in space. He was he, he was able to to make people miss, and I don't think the landing spot's too bad. I mean, it's uh, you'd rather see him go day two, but he's in a great offense. Eckler's what twenty seven, going to be twenty eight, and uh, even this year, I think he's going to definitely contribute. You know, maybe five to ten carries somewhere in there. And uh, if Eckler has not been the healthiest guy in the world either, so maybe you get a nice little bump uh, this year and get some production from him if you want to hold on to him. So I'll, at two eleven, I think that's perfectly a fine guy to take. So that is who I'm taking, Isaiah Spiller. So just I just wanted to throw this out here. So imagine you did a mock draft about two months ago, three months ago before the combine. Isaiah Spiller was could have easily been your one hundred two. 103 Malik Willis was your 101. Meanwhile, (laughs) (laughs) mid to late second for both of them now. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So that we are up to Scott to finish off the draft here. 
All right. Well, I really wanted to take Matt Corral, just take another shitty quarterback, but uh, I think we'll do it. Do it, Scott. We've concluded <laughs> that narrative. So, um, you know, I'll throw out another guy here that, you know, why not? Zamir White, um, uh, Josh Jacobs, they declined the fifth year option on him, which is interesting, but I guess, hey, they're running back. So, um, yeah, and Drake should be gone after this year, too. So we could be looking at the future um, Damian Harris role in uh, Las Vegas there for Zamir White next year. Okay, so that, that finishes up uh, the, the second round, which is going to finish up our draft. I'll again recap the second round for the podcast listeners. It's 201 Jahan Dotson, 202 John Mechie, uh, going third Trey McBride at, at the four spot, Rashad White, 205 David Bell, 206 Desmond Ritter, seventh Malik Willis, eight Brian Robinson, nine Wandale Robinson, back to back Robinsons, 210 Damian Pierce. Me taking Spiller at 11, and then Scott finishing us off with Seymour White. So real quick before we finish up, i just like to go around. Any guys, uh, uh, I'll go. I'll start with Matt and kind of uh, go around clockwise on my screen. Um, uh, Matt, any guys that we did not get to draft here that you, you, know, that you like in that third, you know, third and fourth round range, maybe a sleeper type kind of guy? Um, I'll, I'll throw out two guys, one Tyler Algier, you know, there's, is Cordero, Cordero Patterson going to be the, the, the main running back of the RB one, so to speak, maybe, but he, we saw him wear down towards the end of the season. I know Algier is a fifth round pick, but I think he has the size and the, the, the burst and all those, those, those kinds of things that you like to see from a, from a lead back in a committee. So he might have some you know, appeal in year one. And if you can get any, like a single start out of him from a third round pick, late second round pick, then I think you're doing pretty well for yourself there. Uh, and then uh, Jelani Woods, uh, I think is a mountain of a man. And I think that's going to be really fun in Indianapolis. If, if they have any 12 personnel with both him and Mo Ali Cox out there, that could be, could be really fun. Um, so I'll throw those two guys out. What about you, Mike? Yeah, I got a couple. Um, if In case Debo moves on, Danny Gray got drafted by the San Francisco 49ers. Yep. I like him a lot. He's actually my favorite SMU wide receiver that I saw. A lot of people like Reggie Roberson. I think he was a UDFA for the Titans. And a guy that I actually don't like, but I don't want to ignore the draft capital, and New York's really thin at the position, is Daniel Bellinger, tight end from San Diego State. Um, I thought he was okay, really good on screens, which could be interesting. Um, seeing as Daniel Jones is not a very good quarterback. So uh, if you get Daniel Bellinger on screens, could be pretty good. And I like him as like, I've seen him going in the fourth, sometimes fifth rounds of mocks that I've been doing. So he's a really good late round dart throw. And also Kate Otten in case Gronk doesn't come back. Okay. Shane, you got anybody? Appreciate everyone taking that. All right. Well, instead of one guy, I'm going to name 15. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I can't help myself. There's dudes behind us. Um, I left you for last since you're the Debbie guy. You, you should be able to dig deep. I'm, I'm going to go uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go a little deeper. Uh, I love Zeus um, probably just because I loved him going back to high school. Um, and, you know, I, Josh Jacobs is a perfectly adequate good to good running back. Um, but there's no reason Zeus can't come in there and get some run. Um, he's a different type of back. So I, I'd love to see Zeus. Um, and Jalen Tolbert. Yeah. If anyone was thinking about Jalen Tolbert too bad, I grabbed him. Um, Jalen Tolbert, uh, again, I like him, like a situation, 
you know it's good when you like the player and the situation not just yes, one or exactly the you know when it's just one you're like eh, well i just like the situation it's probably not going to bode well but uh, i like the match there and I, I like him as a player okay jeff you're up all right so Tyrion davis price um he's fast enough to actually play in the san francisco scheme and he's like almost almost 40 pounds heavier than elijah mitchell i don't think we can ignore Kyle Shanahan taking him in the third round. I think that that could create some very real madness on who he's playing week to week. Um, I think Pierre Strong kind of profiles easily into James White's replacement next year. We talked about New England taking all the running backs, but I kind of land there on him. Um, I will go wide receiver. Give me, I don't know. You know, he's a meme at this point and it's kind of ridiculous, but Bellis Jones Jr. is, <laughs> if you watch his tape, like there are a lot of things that translate to the NFL level on his tape. Oh, and God, I know please. he's like 25 please. years old, There's but no there is so much opportunity. I, I mean, you know, when, when people are losing their mind over Amon Ross St. Brown, I mean, he went nearly <laughs> around higher than Amon Ross St. Brown. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, I think it's, there's some comparables to that situation where there is a, uh, there's opportunity in that Chicago uh, wide receiver room right now. And uh, Tron Dave in the chat mentions Romeo Dubs. Is uh, uh, what do you guys think of him, uh, Jeff? Uh, and Matt, I'm curious your thoughts as a Packers fan. He's a good wide receiver. I just don't know if he's. I don't know. He's yeah, fourth there. round. Can he can, can, can he contribute or uh, yeah? Big, I like Shakur. Big body downfield receiver. I, I mean, I like. He, there's there's clearly some openings in the. <laughs> in the Green Bay target. Maybe right, better so. football than fantasy. Yeah, probably. Okay. So so that's gonna finish up our draft here. Um, I want to thank everybody for coming on. Um, we're gonna go around again. Uh this time just you can like I said, I was gonna give you guys all a chance to plug your crap at the end of the show. So we're gonna plug our crap. So Mike, go for it. My name is Michael Bauer. You can find me on Twitter at Rewind CEO. I am the host of the Dynasty Rewind. Uh, would love to see you, well, not commenting because we don't live stream, but you could hit me up on Twitter and say hello. We also have a Patreon. If you are inclined to give us a dollar a month, you could hop in our Discord server and you could also talk to Scott and Shane in there too. So, yeah, That's right. hang out. And speaking of Shane, Shane, go for it. Uh, just, uh, yeah, I'm on, on, just follow me on chain is the worst. I got links to most of the podcasts and sites that I write for, but Hey, if you want to join my Patreon, no, it's not mine technically, but it's mine. Dynasty trades HQ, um, join that Patreon and stuff. <laughs> okay. So. Jeff. You can find me on Twitter for whom J Bell tolls the number four. You can find me with football guys where I'm the dynasty lead somehow. I don't know. I'm lucky guy, but, um, and then you can find me with the, the Debbie Royale on Tuesday nights at nine 30, where we dive in through college football. We've got a lot of episodes up going through this rookie class. You can find us on YouTube and we're going to this week. We're done. You know, we're going back to college football next week. So it, that that's going to be fun. <laughs> okay. Matt finishes up. Uh, yeah, all my stuff's over at DLF, Twitter at Matt Price FF. Uh, I host, co-host the DLF Dynasty podcast with Ryan McDowell and uh, Dan My Dan Myler. <laughs> uh, he would he would be upset if I forgot his name, considering I just hung out with him all weekend. Uh, but yeah, everything's at DLF. Find me on Twitter. Let's talk some football. Uh, never hesitate to send me a question if you have have a question. Okay, thank. I want to again thank all four of you for coming on. Uh, this was a lot of fun doing this. Uh, like I said, uh, having six guys on, having, having a lot of different viewpoints. Uh, I really appreciate you guys, 
and uh, this was a lot of fun. So, Scott, um, I think that finishes up. Why don't you take us out? Yeah, I will say uh, we have a lot of people on the show, and each each and every one of these guys I've listened to or read for probably many years now for for most of them. So it was awesome to have them all on here at the same time. Appreciate you guys again. Thank you so much. Hey, everybody in the chat, awesome. So glad you're here. Love the comments. Love the interaction. Good stuff. Don't forget to uh, rate and review, DAP Network, all that. And with that being said, for Shane is the worst, for whom J Bell tolls, for Matt Price, for Michael Bauer, for Rocky, and for Andrew, who's not here tonight, I'm Scott Sidlow. Junkies out. Yeah.